This is a podcast about betting on sports, which is something you can do to try and make money. One important thing to know is that this podcast is not going to be the reason you get rich from sports betting. To repeat, we are not going to get you rich. There are sleazeballs abound all over the internet who will be happy to take your money to chase that lie. Here, at best, we might make you a little bit less awful of a better if you're lucky. Bet at your own risk. Don't bet more than you can afford to lose. And Godspeed. Welcome to, as always, the Jay and Silent Rob podcast coming at you live Thursday? Thursday, November the 19th, year of our Lord 2020. Jay Swat, what what is cracking? What's cracking? What's up, dude? It's uh, 620 uh, here on the beautiful East Coast. Um, we're, we're two hours away from a really good football game, Arizona, uh, and Seattle. Uh, and you know, we're, we're almost at Thanksgiving. Happy pre Thanksgiving to you. Uh, mm-hmm. and yours. nothing much here. How about yourself? What do you got going on? What's, what's new in your neighborhood? Not too much new. I've, I've started, uh, kind of cultivating the holiday mindset, uh, which obviously this is going to be a weird holiday, why? For uh, no reason at all, just in my head, personally, just for me. <laughs> uh, um, uh, but I'm thinking about where I'm going to buy a, a Christmas tree. So, Ooh. so that's on my mind. Oh, nice! And then is your first Christmas in, a, in an actual semi home, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We nice. do have a have a house, uh, so we're going to have to do it up, real tree, right. all that action. Nice. I actually just recently moved uh, full circle back to College Park, um, and we still haven't our, our clocks in the kitchen still don't work. So we have two of them both off. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll probably work on that. Probably by daylight savings, we'll get that. We'll get that fixed. So yeah, that's, next that's year. Kinda, yeah, but, but one note is um, you know the people that still say that due to you know they have to like explain themselves. I, I love those, and you know I'm just a, I'm a dirty troll. I get that. But I just – anytime I can get the opportunity that – it's the problem is is there's obviously can't be anyone who doesn't know me in the room. But, you know, if I can just, just stick in a, a due to why. You know, why is this year going to be a real holiday? Could you elaborate? Could you please – You're the worst, that? dude. You're the worst. I know. I, but I mean it's like come on. Like if like, you really need to explain it. Like, I mean, come on. Like, you know what I mean? But anyways, yes, due to COVID – uh, it will be a weird holiday, but what can you do? I guess, you know, I, I guess I can't go out and be Mr. Social and hang out with everyone and, and, and talk about the weather and small talk. It's going to be a real tough one. I know, mm-hmm. but anyways, yes, uh, we have a good Thursday night football game. Um, Arizona at Seattle going to get this out tonight, probably after the game has started. So you probably won't be listening, but officially I do like Seattle live right now. They're a three point favorite, uh, 57 point total. Uh, the highest total of the week should be a really fun game. Um, and because it is such a high total at some point in the game, Seattle is going to be a- an underdog. Um, so instead of taking them to, you know, needing to win by three points, uh, I'd rather take them at some point in the game to uh, they're, they're trailing and we get them maybe at plus money or at least, um, you know, even odds. Uh, just a review from last week. I had two bets. I was on Seattle last week that lost the Rams kind of handled them. Uh, and I also had the bears pregame. Uh, and I leveraged that pregame bet into a live bet with the Vikings. So um, I've talked about this before, but but my biggest ROI comes from futures betting as well as live betting. So I've really tempered down uh, my, my pregame betting. And even if you do have a pregame bet, doesn't mean you have to stay with it. So I had the Bears pregame. Uh, I was kind of watching the game. I got a really lucky play go my way. The Bears returned a kickoff uh, to start the second half. They go up 13-7. to seven. It's pretty clear the Vikings were the better team. I took the Vikings on the other side 
ended up making a, a one unit profit off of it. So um, just, just to remind people that there's so many different ways to bet this game and, and betting before the game, um, it, you know, just it's a, the toughest and, and, and B a lot of times um, it, it just, it leaves you with so many different outcomes. Whereas when you're betting live, the game kind of takes its own course, if that makes sense. Uh, and it's a skill you develop. I mean, you're going to, you know, if you're doing this and you're betting live, you're going to, you're going to take your bruises, but you're going to take your bruises if you were to bet pregame as well. Um, just a, just a little reminder. And we're going to talk about the Falcon Saints game and a couple other games. I think we can implement this strategy as well. Uh, but if you don't have anything else, I think we'll start with the Monday night football game with the, uh, the LA Rams traveling, I think for the fifth time to the East coast to Tampa Bay playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are four point favorites, uh, as of Thursday night, total is 48, uh, total open 49. It's down to 48 right now. Spread was three. It's currently four, uh, in this game. Tampa Bay and LA, uh, Rob, what do you know about these teams? Have you heard of Tom Brady? These are my two favorite cities, like prefer just places to be in the world. Um, with Tampa, obviously one LA two. Uh, I know you don't like the Rams. You don't like golf, but he seems to be, um, maybe, uh, maybe a little thorn in your side, dude. Maybe a little guy who, who wants to show out. Maybe he's a listener to the show, takes it personally. Uh, and, and has been showing out a little bit, um, I recall that you were talking about how high the market was on the Bucks, uh, and that you were maybe all things equal fade that enthusiasm a little bit. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So these are two teams I am I am below market on, um, but the Bucks have generated me a, a much better ROI betting against them than the Rams. The Rams, uh, I don't think I've won a bet all year against the Rams. Um, so fuck them. Uh, so guess what? This week we're betting against the Rams. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, we kind of are. Um, I don't like the Bucks, but I do like both the defenses in this game. Uh, rather than taking uh, the under at 48, I will be looking to take the team total of under 48. The Rams defense is really the thing that I totally whiffed on. Um, they actually right now, since week four, have the best run defense and the best pass defense uh, using the metric called DVOA. Um, now that's a short sample size, so it's quite noisy, but the, the craziest part about that stat is usually you'll get a team that's like the best at the run and then they will be like pedestrian against the pass just because it's, it's kind of like a natural way. Another team will attack them. Right. Cause game planning wise, you're going to say, all right, this team's great against the run. So we're going to throw against them. Um, but it's so weird to see both, uh, their, their offense and their defense, uh, ranked number one in DVOA, uh, which is a pr- predictive stat. Uh, it's, it's not the end all be all just like any stat, but it's still impressive to see that. I, I personally have never seen that over this long of a sample size, five, six game sample size. Um, so I do respect the Rams defense. Um, so the way we're going to bet this is uh, we're not going to mess with the Rams defense, but we're going to take the under for the Rams team total. So we're essentially just fading uh, Jared Goff against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are a good defense. Um, and, and really I, I've said this all year. Um, Sean McVay is the, the Rams coach. I have tons of respect for him and he can really scheme uh, a way to protect Jared Goff against average to below average defenses. But the, the Tampa Bay Bay's uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I said, Rays, a little uh, Freudian slip there. Uh, But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are are a top five defense. So uh, I do think they're going to have some issues. Uh, The Rams should be about uh, 21 team total. So you can get it under 21, under 22, um, that, that's where I'll probably be betting this game. Uh, but I do think it'll be an interesting game. 
like I said, two teams I'm, I am below market on Rams. I, I, you know, haven't had a good feel on them. So I definitely am a little hesitant to pull the trigger here. Uh, but I don't want to be betting on the Buccaneers. I think Tom Brady, uh, will have some trouble against this Rams defense. And, um, so instead of kind of going against that defense, we'll use the Rams defense, uh, you know, not to our advantage, but we'll just go with the Buccaneers defense, taking the Rams under team total. Uh, any questions before we move on to the Sunday night football game where I do have a play that I like? Yeah, I got a dumb question. Mm-hmm. Is Antonio Brown good? Antonio Brown is good. Um, he he is the – so he's not going to be like a fantasy star just because there's so many mouths to feed and, and Tom Brady um, has uh, doesn't really have a high concentration of his targets, meaning like he throws – he spreads the ball around. Um, but – he is he is performing. I mean, he's right now like their wide receiver two or three, uh, with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are arguably arguably already the best one two combination. And you add Antonio Brown, they also have Rob Gronkowski, um, and Cameron Bray, a, another tight end who's fairly decent. Um, so yeah, yeah, they are they are a pretty decent offense. Um, I just think this is more Tom Brady against pressure, so he's not mobile. Um, and they have the best interior lineman in Aaron Donald. Um, all that being said, I've been terrible, uh, betting either, even for, or against the Rams this year. I think there was one game I bet the Rams and I was totally wrong. And I was like, these motherfuckers. So, um, take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you should never just be playing something cause I play it. Uh, that's kind of why I, I want to, I talk more about reasoning than just the plays. Um, I kind of just want people thinking and, and, and kind of hearing my input and then, you know, having them bounce that off, uh, off them. So, um, I mean, you're never going to improve if you just kind of listen to somebody and, and take their picks. You know what I mean? It's all about at least their thought process. And it doesn't mean my thought process is right, but at least you can kind of internalize it and, and then do with you what you will with it. Um, but yeah, that was a good question. It's a good question. Um, moving to Sunday night football, it's Kansas city at Las Vegas. Love saying that Las Vegas Raiders are, um, right now, about somewhere around seven to seven and a half, most places underdog. Um, you can't bet this currently right now because there's COVID precautions with the Raiders. The Chiefs actually have COVID um, precautions as well. Um, I bet this at seven. Uh, this is the second highest total of the week. Uh, it might end up being the highest total. Um, so the Chiefs are off a bye. Andy Reid has like a pretty ridiculous uh, track record off a bye. And uh also the raiders beat the chiefs uh the first time they played so the chiefs absolutely have this game circled um you don't want to bet too much into narratives right like oh this team is going to be extra extra juiced um but like at the end of the day the chiefs if the chiefs win this game they pretty much clinched in the division so there's there's um motive from like a, a game theory of like okay they clinched their division they're going to get a home playoff game if they win this game there's motive of they just came off a bye which Andy Reid is notoriously good at uh and Las Vegas beat them already and you know celebrated like it was their Super Bowl so you kind of have this three-headed narrative monster and then the other f- uh factor is is you know Kansas City's the best team in in football so you know uh, I'll go down the ship with the Chiefs here I have this is a two unit play um, you know, I'm cool with losing money betting on the chiefs. Um, so that, that's my two cents Raiders, a good offense, a good offense, uh, but not a good defense. And you know, the chiefs are going to put up points. So, 
Um, another angle, because it is such a high total, this might be one where the Raiders get out to a 10 nothing lead or maybe a 14 nothing, 14-3, 14-7 lead. Um, betting the Chiefs here live under a touchdown would be a great thought there as well. Um, we've just seen the, the importance of the number seven become, it used to be three was the, the golden number, but now seven as points are getting, or, or more points are being scored in the NFL. Seven is becoming the, the more frequent landing spot. Um, so, so seven is the most important number now in betting football, especially with these high totals. Uh, one thing I will note is the Raiders can run the ball. So game flow wise, if the Raiders are playing from behind, they, while they can run the ball, they're going to be throwing because it's more efficient and it, it saves the time. So if, let's say, the Chiefs get up to a little bit of a lead, betting the over uh, might, might be a, a good play there. Whereas if the Raiders are um, playing from ahead, they'll probably be running the ball as they're playing for ahead, A, because that's their strong point of their offense and because it puts the Chiefs' offense on the sidelines. So that would might be a good uh, maybe not a good under because I, I just don't want to touch the under in this game with these two explosive offenses, but maybe that's a situation where you wouldn't bet the over. But I think two interesting live spots are if the Raiders do go up, maybe you bet the Chiefs. If the Chiefs do go up, uh, you bet the the over. Um, and that's, that's not like a, a foolproof thing. You know, maybe if you're watching the game, you might see something that, that veers you off of it. And that's what we like about live betting. Um, but, but just a, a, something to see if it does come to fruition, if the stars do align, be ready to attack, um, when it occurs, anything jump out to you there in that uh, preview of Sunday night football with your, with your pal, Chris Collinsworth. Love you, Chris Collinsworth. Yeah. You, you said you had the chiefs at seven or seven and a half. I'm at seven. So I, the look ahead line was, was like uh, a heavy price on seven. Then the Raiders played a really good game this weekend and it landed like a, a, a normal seven minus minus one ten. Uh, then some news came out actually early in the week that chiefs had COVID issues. It got down to six briefly. And then, uh, then information came out and the Raiders having COVID and it got bet up to seven and then it got taken off the board. So some places you see on, on the site we use have seven and a half or nine and a half. Um, most places you can't really bet it right now. It's, it's called off the board because um, there's so much uncertainty right now. Mm. Yep. I dig it. Uh, that's, that's conviction dude. Two unit play on a, uh, on a pregame line. You must really like it. Yes, and the last time I had a two-unit pregame line, don't say Trump, uh, was well, – because that was five units anyways um, – was uh, the Chiefs against the Bills, which was also uh, a winner. So um, to me, direct correlation is a 100% chance of being a winner. So mm-hmm. at the farm, everyone. That's sarcasm, just so everyone knows. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want – I really don't want someone to call me. And, Please keep your farm. Yeah, 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 seriously. Farmers Only also does sponsor this, so – Put us up. <laughs> um, two of the bigger nationally televised games of the week. Uh, we have Tennessee visiting beautiful Baltimore uh, this weekend. Um, look ahead line was about Baltimore as a seven point favorite. This is down to five, um, total being 49 and a half. Big, big leverage game for the AFC playoffs for both teams. Baltimore's looking like a wild card team now. Um, they are at six and three. Tennessee also at six and three. I think they've lost three out of the last four games. Uh, I still am a believer in the Ravens, but they're giving you plenty of reasons to not be believers. Um, they they look like shit on Sunday night against the Patriots. Uh, it was a really fluky game. It was very Belichickian. Um, all those things being said, the Ravens' offense did look bad. 
Uh, and also their biggest thing was their run defense looked bad. Um, the Titans obviously have Derrick Henry, one of the best running backs and running games in the league. Um, important injury to keep an eye on Clyce Campbell, the defensive lineman for the Ravens. Uh, probably the best run defender is questionable for this game. Uh, also the Titans eliminated the Ravens last year in the playoffs. So actually a big redemption game. Really. I think you're going to learn a lot about the Ravens, how they play this week. Uh, market is a little bit, um, is a little bit lower on the Ravens than me. And I understand why. Um, but to me, um, this is more of a culture bet. Just knowing I'm actually not betting this game. Um, but if I were to bet, I would be betting on the Ravens here. Uh, and I think they do show show their true colors in this game. Um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go with more of the long term than what we've seen kind of the last few weeks and most of the season. Uh, but I totally understand it if if you like the Titans in this one. Uh, I also am uh, under market on the Titans. I don't think the Titans are that good. Um, their defense is particularly horrid. Uh, and and Ryan Tannehill, he he was running really hot for a while. Um, this guy's most likely a top 18, top 20 quarterback. He was being uh, kind of assessed as like a top eight, top 10 after five years of being like a, a barely a starting quarterback. So I think water's finding their, its level. I just think that we're going to learn a lot from this game. Um, like I said, it's huge impact on the odds for both teams making the playoffs, uh, but it's also just a, a, a crossroads type game. Uh, we're going to learn a, lo- a lot about both teams. Uh, like I said, if I was forced to bet it, I would bet, the Ravens, anything under a touchdown right now, you get a five. If this were to come down to uh, to maybe three somehow, I would I would bet the Ravens at three. Uh, but but yeah, those those are my thoughts. Any anything about the Ravens, Titans, um, Greek mythology, any other birds? No, no, I like all these uh, mythical creatures, but that checks out. I like uh, I like to hear there's bets that you like but don't actually place. I think that's a something people should probably get used to if they're actually going to be betting. Yeah. Yeah. We call those leans in the business, right? We call those leans. And um, it's kind of like I talked about, you know, earlier in the season, I was definitely betting a little bit more. Um, and, and this is definitely a game I would be betting on if I was doing that approach, but I've, I've made a concerted effort to, to kind of hone in my, my bets and only, only really bet a game I really love, if you will. Um, so that, that's why this isn't a play. And like I said, I, you know, just reviewing my, my kind of circle of competence, it keeps coming back to, to live betting and, and futures. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I'm going to try to stay in that playground as long as possible in that sandbox. And, uh, if there's something that ventures in there, that's pregame, then that's great. Um, but it's better than, than kind of looking for an opportunity. And like I say, I, it's important because I'm not a strictly, uh, numbers guy. Like a lot of people I know, they just, Hey, my numbers say this is a play. I play it. Um, I know that that's not my specialty. My specialty is more of the soft skill, the science behind it. Um, which, which in the NFL is definitely more applicable because there is such small sample size. Um, sports like baseball. The reason I don't bet baseball is because it's nearly all analytical, um, there's just 162 games there, you know, there, there's no such thing as lack of data. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I, they're, they're just way smarter guys than me, um, who not only know the important data in baseball, but they know what to do with it. Um, so I don't venture in there unless, unless there's like futures and stuff like that. Um, so, so that, that, yeah, kind of just wanted that to be known. So you know, there's multiple ways to skin, skin a cat here. Uh, I'm assuming in financial markets too, I'm sure there's people who, 
who beat different markets different ways, and they probably beat the same markets in different ways. Uh, and, and that's just that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Am I correct in that assumption? You are. You are. I got one more question for you on this futures thing. Did your Jets under already pay out? I remember we talked about that being a possibility. Mm, they, let's see. Did they win last week? They did not win. They did not win. They, nice. So I'm assuming I, they had to be under, I think they could have six wins. So they, they would have to win out. They would have to win seven straight <laughs> games. So highly unlikely. Tight. Uh, but yeah, that was. I didn't do too well in futures this year. Pre preseason futures, I do have a Dolphins uh, eight to one future that's now being priced at like two to one. Um, so going to root, root for my Dolphins this weekend at Mile High. They're three and a half point favorites. Dolphins Nation um, assemble. I also have that Giants bet that I totally forgot about. Um, Fifty to one to win the division. They're like priced right around three to one. I'm not as. Uh, you know, confident in that one, but I think I'm going to definitely be able to, to hedge out some profit there. Um, especially since the giants are on by this week and the Eagles are three point underdogs against the Browns. Um, so be, be pulling for my Browns in that one. Uh, but last game I want to talk about is uh, green Bay at Indianapolis, or at least one of the last games I want to talk about. Uh, green Bay is a one and a half point underdog despite being uh, pre game or pre last week was two and a half point favorites. So we've seen the market move a little bit. Um, this total is 51, pretty much an average total now uh, in the in the NFL in 2020. Uh, an angle I like here is if Devontae Adams plays, I, I do kind of like the Packers here. Um, I, I don't, I, I can see where this is a pick 'em, uh, but I don't understand why the Colts are a little bit favored. I do have, I have a lot of futures on the Colts, so it's not like I don't like the Colts. Um, I just feel like the Packers with field with home field advantage. Um, the Packers right now, this is implying that the, the Colts are pretty much an even team with the Packers. Uh, I would definitely say the Packers, just their offense ability, their quarterback, their ceiling on offense is just so much higher than the Colts. I mean, it's pretty much just comes down to Aaron Rodgers versus, versus Phillip Rivers. Uh, the Colts defense is better, much better than the Packers, but we've talked about this before. The offense is just so much more important. Um, so a play we might do here is the Packers teased up through that seven and a half. Uh, but even if you wanted to play Packers money line, uh, or even this might be one where you bet live Packers at some point where it's probably the Colts be up three, seven, maybe 10 points. Uh, Aaron Rodgers in a dome is a, is a very scary thing, especially if Devonte Adams plays. Um, but before I put any money behind the Packers, I want to make sure their stud wide receiver Devonte Adams is playing. Um, a possible game that you could tease this with right now. It's probably not teasable, but, uh, Atlanta Falcons traveling to New Orleans to play Jameis Winston's New Orleans saints. I just love me some Jameis. Um, you know, one of my favorite YouTube videos of all time is Jim Harbaugh and, and Jameis Winston pre-draft. I, I highly, highly recommend if you have not seen it, treat yourself to watch that. Um, but yeah, this is, this is, you know, not a huge downgrade, Quarterback wise, um, but definitely a different type of quarterback. Drew's more of a ga- uh, Drew Brees, more of a game manager. Um, Dinkin and Dunkin. Jameis Winston's a little bit more of a gunslinger, so more prone to wild spikes. Um, Atlanta Falcons are a, a three and sixteen, but they're not a bad three and sixteen. This is also a division game. Division games tend to be a little bit tighter. Um, so even taking the Falcons, if you can get four and a half right now, it's about four. It's probably not a bad bet, but what I would really like is if we could tease that, if it gets to four and a half, tease that up to 10 and a half. So we get to 10 points. Um, just with the Atlanta Falcons offense, 
they're never out of a game. They can pass the ball really well. Now their defense isn't that great. Um, but you know, we're assuming this, the saints, even if they're up 10, 14 points, they're going to go in more of a conservative route, especially with a, a quarterback making his first start. Um, so a lot of running the ball, um, suboptimal plays because they want to raise their floor, even if it lowers their ceiling a little bit. Whereas if the Falcons are in comeback mode, they're throwing the ball, they're going to throw the, throw the ball in four downs. Um, so if it does get in that comeback mode, um, getting within 10 points is, is fairly doable. Um, so that, that is an angle I, I did want to mention. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited to get me some Jameis. Also, Jameis is pretty much good for a, a turnover, maybe two every game. Last year, he was the first quarterback to have 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Um, so, so not out of the realm of possibility for him to have a, a two, three interception game. Um, and, and the Falcons just kind of cover by default there. Uh, even if the saints were to win, I love uh, that high variance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and so, yeah, so definitely a game high variance that you could talk about maybe even betting live, um, just cause of the points we made, uh, but just some, just some things to think about, right. Always thinking probabilistically different scenarios, high, uh, you know, high impactful events, right? So a pick six is just an extremely high impactful event. Um, the kick return I talked about last week when I had the Bears Vikings, you know, I mean, you get a you get a kick return for a touchdown. I mean, that that I think the team that gets that or a pick six, it's something around ninety percent of the time wins the game, uh, and obviously that's not very repeatable. So, um, you know, if you can come in on a bet after that, so let's say a team's looking looking good, but a high impact or a high impact unlikely event occurs to them, um, that would be a good time to bet on that team afterwards if that makes sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all I have. I like uh, trying to keep it under 30 minutes. Anything else you want to add? Any any other reasons? Do you want to explain why Thanksgiving and the holidays are going to be weird? Or No, I want to recommend uh, – you got to recommend a YouTube video, which was Jim Harbaugh and James Winston talking. I'd recommend anyone uh, who's looking for just a way to lighten up their day to watch um, jackass highlights on YouTube. Uh, I spent a little time doing that with the wife last night, and we just giggled. We just had a good – pure giggle time at, at, uh, people, uh, hurting each other, hurting their friends physically. And it was, it was really good. Yeah. Simpler times. I mean, doesn't that, when you're watching that, didn't that feel like that was just like millennia ago? I mean, so long early two thousands. My family used to actually get together, uh, to watch it on MTV. It was a family (laughs) gathering thing. When I was like 11 or 12, it was awesome. I was like, I have the best family. My whole family, dude. My parents, my older siblings. No way. We oh, got together, sat on the couch, and watched the old OG Jackass. A really low, low tech. I got to watch MTV commercials. It, it was awesome, dude. I love Jackass yeah. until the day that I die. I was actually yeah. thinking on my deathbed. I hope someone will bring an iPad and play Jackass <laughs> videos as I die. You got it. You got it. I'll write that one down. Thanks, Jackass. Dude. I'll just write Rob is a Jackass. I know what that means. <laughs> But yeah, I do know what you mean. I, there, there were some gems, just simpler times, simpler times. As I, um, like I said, I, I know I tweeted this out, but Chappelle show is on Netflix mm-hmm. and it's just like, man, does that feel like a long time ago? I mean, it is, it clearly is a long time ago, but I mean, just in terms of like the shit that, that flies on that show yeah. is like, is like, wow, that, that would just never play now. And I just remember like you're saying 11 middle school years, you know, we, we were growing up with that, you know, quoting that, saying that to like our teachers and stuff. <laughs> it's like. I imagine my students like taking in that content now, like, Oh my God. So problematic. You might say, 
Yeah, but you know they are. You know they are. It, of course. It, it, and and they're so good. Kids are so good at being chameleons and like and like you know like projecting the lens that the the adults want them to you know be mm-hmm. seen. They really are. I mean, if teaching has taught me one thing is like kids just can fool the shit out of you if you let them. Like if you let your like if you underestimate kids, like they they can get you so so good. But if like you give them respect. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a couple of conniving motherfuckers that I just tip my hat to, but most of them you can, kind of, <laughs> you can see through, but yeah, I mean, there's a couple dude, there's a couple that are just like legendary, bro. Just fucking legendary. Uh, but, but most I'd say 95 to 90, 96, 7% that I deal with. I, I fucking got good. Um, uh, but there's a couple that I get got, you know, I get got every once in a while. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I love it. Yeah. But uh, on that note, I think we'll wrap things up. Uh, Enjoy the football uh, and enjoy your weekend, Rob. Will do. Peace.